welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. I'm so excited because today's episode is sponsored by my signature group program, Freelance with Freedom, a lifetime group coaching program to help creative freelancers double their bookings in any market. This lifetime, yes, you heard me right, lifetime program is the group coaching container for creatives looking to increase their clients, irrelevant of what market they're in or where they live. This is my proven framework to double your bookings and create a life of freedom and fulfillment. This transformational program will change the way you do business forever and set you up with the skills you need for consistent bookings for life. No agent required, no more relying on word of mouth and no more burnout. Waitlisters have the chance to secure an extra special bonus. So join the waitlist now and you can check out the show notes for more details. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about a few different topics, but all in the flavor of how to love where you are while you work towards your goals. So we're going to talk about enoughness. We're going to talk about being humble and owning how powerful you really are. So to start with, let's go back. Okay, let's go back to me being a young girl and When I look back, I feel like I had, growing up, I had this massive fear around looking ungrateful, which I understand now is because I felt so much shame around being worthy. If my parents took us out for dinner, for example, I always said thank you multiple times. Like I would be scared they hadn't heard me say it. They might think I was ungrateful. And when I lived in London in my early days of assisting, I was massively in debt and hated asking for help financially from my parents. I got a job in a shoe shop and on a makeup counter. I believed I'd got myself into this mess. So who was I to ask them for help? Again, I didn't feel worthy and I wasn't allowed to make mistakes, I told myself. This is my fault because I have a dream, because I chose a creative path. And I think a lot of people can identify with the fear of disappointing their parents. And for me especially, a huge part of that was fearing they would think I didn't appreciate how much they had tried to help me financially as I pursued my dreams. At that point in my life, my mental health took a turn for the worse. And because of the money I had already cost my parents, I felt so much shame at the thought of them having to help me get well. I felt like the biggest failure. And the thought I couldn't shake was that I was a burden. I was deemed unfit to work due to my mental health at this time. And this was the biggest blow I've ever known in my life. And the thing that made everything harder honestly, was my shame around it. What I was lacking was compassion, compassion for myself and the fact I was unwell. I remember a therapist saying to me something along the lines of, you have to accept where you are now in order to move forward. 
That's something that's always helped me. I fought my mental health for a long time before accepting where I was and that this wasn't a broken leg with a fixed recovery time. Slowly, I started to have some compassion for myself. I started to embrace where I was and little by little it got easier. I got better. The truth is I had fallen hook, line and sinker into a life of hustle, toxic productivity and the belief that my dreams were slipping away from me and that rush to get to the finish line and discredit myself every time and time again had been a huge factor in my depression anxiety. A huge part of my self-compassion was to start questioning what success looked like and how did I want to define it for me? I remember really clearly my mum saying, Harry, people think success is happiness, but happiness is success. Another lovely sentence that has always helped me. I had to start being on my own side. I had to become my own cheerleader. And that meant I had to celebrate every little win. Because little wins add up to bigger wins. The two are the same. There is no big win without the smaller ones. I would look back through my old portfolio and think, wow, this isn't so bad. Maybe I am good at this after all. I remember when I started testing again after being unwell. As I came back to work, I would cut out the photos and stick them in a sketchbook so I could celebrate my progress as my skills got better. And little by little, I started to dream again. But this time I wasn't in a rush. As I began reaching out to clients, I loved listing who I had worked for and what kind of an artist I was. I felt proud. Without realizing it, I was creating my own brag list. So with each small win, it became increasingly exciting. I became increasingly intentional and I actually said no a lot. I was honest with myself about what I wanted more of and what I didn't, even if it meant I wasn't fitting into someone else's box or ideas of success. I became increasingly aware of what my version of success looked like, and I tweaked things accordingly. The decision to move to Los Angeles happened in a Best Western motel in Palm Springs. I had built a successful, by my own definition, makeup career, and I was now consistently booked with the clients I wanted to work with. Things were good in London, but I had created that by celebrating where I was at. I had to let go of the idea that what I had created and continued to create was somehow an accident or a fluke. I had been incredibly intentional, even without an expected timeline. I was able to move to Los Angeles after forking out over £5,000 for a visa I wasn't even certain I would get, because I own that there was so much power inside of me. I moved there with a belief I could create anything I truly desired. And you can be humble without having to prove you are. And I'm tired of this narrative that we as creators have to play down our achievements, our power, and our brilliance. Tell me, what has being humble got you? How has it benefited you? To be clear, owning your achievements and being an arrogant arsehole are two wildly different things. But I think creatives are so afraid of being seen as the latter, we've come to a place where humility sometimes keeps us stagnant and waiting for opportunities versus creating them for ourselves. So one of the questions people ask me a lot is, how is the makeup industry different in London versus Los Angeles? And while of course I'm generalizing, my own personal experience has been the artists I saw in LA really celebrated their achievements. They said thank you when someone said their work was good, versus brushing it off and being coy. I learned a lot from moving to LA, and especially changing to a different market. I was observing people around me, and it felt like people were owning their achievements. 
as I really looked for it, I could see people owning their success. Before, it had always been made clear to me that I could always do better. And that was a belief that I clung to, which I understand now is part of hustle culture. I was made to believe that I had to achieve a certain level of success in order for it to be worth celebrating. I had to hustle, no pay, no gain, right? And I genuinely believed that for a long time at the beginning of my makeup career that this was, this was true. And this brings me to one of the most significant realizations I ever had. When is it ever enough? One of my favorite questions I ask my clients when they have thoughts about where they are in their career and have thoughts about being behind is what would enough success look like? What does enough money look like? What do enough clients look like? What does enough bookings look like? It doesn't matter where you are in your career. There's someone right now who looks at your work and sees you as a success. What if you being humble is stopping someone else from following their dreams? There is so much power in owning where we are in this very moment and deciding it is enough while we work towards our goals and dreams. The chasing of enough, as if we can even fathom what that looks like, is what steals the joy. It's what makes it feel so exhausting. The goalposts will always get wider if you're not careful. So what can you do? You can choose to celebrate exactly where you are right now. You can choose to be deliriously excited about where you are in this exact moment, knowing you are working towards more of what you want without being in a rush to get it. I felt the exact same feelings in that Best Western Hotel hot tub as I did when I received my first visa as an alien of extraordinary ability as a makeup artist. Who would have thought? The thought that created that situation was that it is possible. Why not me? The first win was making the decision I would go for it, irrelevant of the outcome. I chose to celebrate every footstep forward towards the things I wanted. And so many people put versions of success on a pedestal because they genuinely believe those are the things that will fill them up, so to speak, that there is a client big enough to make them feel worthy enough. There isn't. A key component to my programs is celebrating every win. And for good reason, it helps you step back from hustle culture and idea that the pool of success is only available for a select few and that success looks a certain way. The wins you see my client share, of course, include monetary wins, but there is also vast amounts of personal growth, memories made, lives lived, and they are learning the skill of acknowledging that they created it. It's funny, so many of my clients, when they first come to me, genuinely believe they somehow fluke the success they have now. They either forgot or don't genuinely believe that they created it. They tell me, I've been really lucky, Harry. I was in the right place at the right time. Whereas I'm more interested in helping them see, but you put yourself there. You made it happen. This is no accident. It is not a fluke. And it doesn't help us get more of what we want if we genuinely believe that. So when I say fuck being humble, what I mean is stop treating where you are like you didn't create it, as if someone gave it to you. A lot of creators misunderstand when someone hired them or wanted them to assist as if that person held all the power. They believe the results they have are because of someone else taking a chance on them. And yes, I'm using air quotes. We forget if we had been rubbish, they could have fired us then and there, but they didn't. To give an example, when I moved to LA, a friend referred me to a celebrity client she had. I went on to work with that celebrity client for over three years. I could have said I owe everything to my friend and that I never would have got to where I was without her, but I don't believe that's true. 
of course I'm grateful for the recommendation, but why did she recommend me? Because I was a really good artist. Her reputation would have been on the line for recommending me. If the celebrity in question hadn't liked my work, there is no way they would have hired me again. But I created a three-year working relationship with that client. I created that. And even if it hadn't been for that friend's recommendation, I was constantly reaching out using the method I teach now. And I was regularly meeting with the big publicist that represented the clients I wanted to work with. I had put into motion the referral because I was in an energy of action. I wasn't sitting waiting for a referral. I had already booked multiple celebrity clients by this point before that referral so that celebrity could see my work on the red carpet. The point I want to make clear is that if you can dream it, you can create it. You just don't have to burn out creating it. And you don't have to dismiss or downplay how powerful you are in the process. You get to celebrate every step of the way. Because if you can't fall in love with the process, there will never be enough. It really is the journey, not the destination. And by that, I mean you don't have to arrive to celebrate. You don't have to achieve the end goal or any goal for that matter of fact to see yourself as worthy. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.